That's page 1046. Psalms 91, 644, and Mark 1, 1046. Amen? All right. I mean, find your place. Let's stand together. Psalms 91 and verse 1. He that dwelleth, notice, I want you to note what the Bible says. I want you, I want you really pay attention. It is the birthright of every believer to live in a certain place where the affairs of this world do not trouble us, stress us, move us to despair. It is your birthright if you've been saved by the grace of God. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He that dwelleth that's your key verse. Dwelleth. It's getting to a place and making up your mind. I'm staying here. Secret place. Turn to Mark chapter 1 and verse 35. And in the morning, rising up a great while before day, Talking about Jesus now. He went out and departed into a solitary place. And there prayed. I want to preach on this thought, the secret place of prayer. Again, I can't make you listen. I can't make you hear. But if you do, and if you'll be willing to, I can give you one of the greatest secrets of Jesus there ever was. And that was he had a secret place of prayer. He prayed. Let's go to the throne of grace. Tyler, it was so good to have his mom and dad here this morning. Leads to a throne of grace. Amen. You'll be seated. There's a book written in title. Children's Prayers to God. Lucy asked, Dear God, are you really invisible or is it just a trick? Norma asked, Dear God, did you mean for giraffes to look like that or was that a mistake? Neil asked, Dear God, I went to this wedding and they kissed right in church. Is that all right? 
Dollar asked, do you really believe? Do unto others as they do unto you. Because if you do, if you do then I'm going to fix my brother. But I like this one the very best. Lois asked, dear God, I like the Lord's Prayer best of them all. Did you have to write it a lot of times or did you get it right the first time? I like that. Prayers of children may be simple, but no doubt they're sincere. As a matter of fact, I'm not sure that God's not more impressed with the prayers of children and their sheer honesty than they are the prayers of adults. And children can be good teachers on how to pray. But the greatest teacher, the greatest teacher of how to pray is the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no greater example in the Bible. As a matter of fact, it wasn't his preaching, nor was it teaching, nor was it his miracles that the disciples said, Lord, we're fascinated by something. In Luke 11, 1, it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. It wasn't his preaching or his teaching or his miracle working. They watched and heard him pray. And there was something said, teach us, Lord, how to pray. And I'm convinced, I am convinced that in the busyness of our life, the day in and the day out doings and the, the, the busyness of our schedules, one of the first things that gets thrown to the back burner and, and not done at all is a time of prayer. I believe we can get out of the routine of prayer and we can get out, and, and, and life's very busy, amen. How many of your lives are very busy? I know for a fact some of your lives are very busy, but there has to be for a born again believer that, that secret place of prayer. It is there, it is there God can can help you so much. And it is that there's something about voicing a prayer to God. And and by the way, leaving it there. Unloading it. Leaving it there. Now I'm understand something. Please don't boo me out. I I, I understand this. I, I I know there's people that they, they like their drama. They, they're not going to surrender their drama to no one. They like being stressed out. They like the drama. They, if they didn't have the drama, they wouldn't have nothing else to talk about. They love it. And they're not surrendering to God or nobody. But if you're interested in surrendering it, then a wonderful place is that secret place of prayer? I believe in God. I believe when the Lord went into a, a town 
When everybody else was looking for a hotel, I believe he was looking for a mountain to step off to and go and to pray. So let's look and see how his prayer life. Mark does something that's so wonderful. My, uh, last week, the, one of the preachers said Mark is an action book. It's a, it's a book about everybody's doing, doing. It's an action book. But Mark allows us a private moment with Jesus. But notice the work that is so exacting. I mean, it, it is literally, it, it, it is an, an exact work. Because you find in this private moment that Mark lets us peek into of the Lord's prayer life, you notice something. It's right in the midst of a very busy, 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 busy day. Notice with me in verse 21 through 34, we see his day of the life of Jesus. Verse 21 through 28, we find the Lord begin his day on the Sabbath going to church, going to the temple on the Sabbath day. He went to church. Praise God, Jesus was faithful to church. Amen. I appreciate you being faithful tonight. He went to church. He didn't want to He went to church. In verse 29 through 31, Jesus in the afternoon healing Peter's mother-in-law. Now you say, well, that's, that's no big deal. Uh, on one occasion, the Lord, as that woman touched Jesus by the hem of the garment, he said, virtue has left me. Uh, let me say this. If you serve Others in any fashion, it, it, it can be a very tiring work. It, it, it takes something out of you. And, and uh, he healed Peter's mother-in-law. We find in verse 32, 34, in the evening, the whole city is at the door of his house. As a matter of fact, you wouldn't find Jesus was always consumed we're doing his father's bidding. In Luke 2, 49, he said, Wish ye not that I must be about his, my father's business. So he was always uh, working. And in the midst of this, the Bible tells us about a private moment, but no such work. It was a divine work. Verse 38, Let us go into the next town, that I may preach there also. Therefore came I forth. He said, I'm on a divine mission. He was not being busy for busyness sake. He wasn't, he wasn't making busy work. He was on doing the Father's will and he was committed to doing that will. And it was an exacting work or a work that demanded attention. May I remind you, the Lord said, come and be saved. But then right behind that, there's a call for service. Not only have we been called the sons of God, but we're being called servants of God. We're not only placed in a divine family, but we're placed for divine work. Story is told of a wash lady. She was known as Aunt Sophie. And... Uh, she said, I'm a, a called to wash and to preach. Someone made fun of her 
Because one day she was seen preaching, she calls it, to a wooden Indian out in front of a store. And they started making fun of her. And she said, well, my sight's not good as it used to be. But talking about Christ to a wooden Indian is not as bad as being the wooden Indian and never talking about to anyone about Christ. Amen. I like that. Oh, that was a divine work for every believer. Jesus said, verse 38, let us go. Let us, us go. It was a divine work. But not only is divine work, it's a daily work. Our text is surrounded with a two-day activity. And um, the day behind concludes Jesus at work. And the next day, we see him starting right up with the same work all over again. Every day was a daily work. Serving God, now listen, serving God is much more than what we do. It is who we are. Therefore, it's a daily activity of our life. I'm not a Christian on Sunday morning at 10, Sunday night at 6, and on Wednesday night at 7. I'm a Christian Monday at 7 o'clock. Are you? I'm a Christian Tuesday at 4 o'clock, are you? I'm a Christian all through the week. And one of the great things that God has given us, this great work and great privilege to work for Him, may I say, we must understand this need of prayer. Whether we're at school, at work, we're to be serving God. You know... Back early years ago, back before my time, they had traveling uh, shows. And they would have one or two actors. And what they would do, they would put masks on for different parts so it looked like there was several actors, but in fact, there were just two. Guess what they were called? Anybody know? Huh? Louder? Louder? One, two-faced. Do you have a face you put on at church? But then a face you put on at school? Do you have a face you put on at church? But a face you put on at work? Do you have a face you put on here, but at home, you drunk that Christian face off and you're meaner than the devil? Do you? It's what's called a hypocrite. Two masks. And all Jesus said, serving God's not a one-day affair. Serving God is an everyday affair. Uh, my cunts, he's in heaven now. Come by my office and sit down. He said, I hear you're a part-time preacher. I said, no, sir. No, sir, no, sir. I said, I'm a part-time virtual worker. I'm a full-time preacher. I love that. We, we are, and I'm a full-time Christian. May I say we're a Christian everywhere we go. And people are watching. 
the lady that slipped out today, several years ago, I got a call. If I'd come and see her, I went down to her house. And I'll be honest, it wasn't nothing I'd done. I just got to be a part of it. That's it. I mean, give her the plan of stop. She's ready to get saved. We, I mean, she prays God. They, they's about half church of God anyway. We just had a time. We just praised God. I knew her mama. Her mama's name was Bertie. Her name was Bertie Falls. You talking about a godly woman. I went to see Bertie one time. I'll tell you this story. I went to see Bertie one time in the hospital. And I said, Bertie, I've come to pray with you. She said, that's okay. But she said, before we do that, there's a little girl down there and, and having some tests running. She's in awful shape. Me and you are going to pray for her and then we'll think about praying for me. She had broke hip. And that old woman started praying. I just want to find me a hole somewhere and climb in and just listen. I mean, she was a touch in heaven. Amen. Because that woman, she knew God. Oh, I want you to know, serving God is much more than what we do. It is who we are. And if there's anything this world is looking for, if there's anything we're looking for, they're looking for something real. Now listen, don't, don't boo me out now. I'm trying to, I'm really trying... I'm really trying to help you. When they see me and you fall apart, they're saying, you're no different than me. What have you got? You told me you were saved. You told me you loved Jesus. I heard you shout last week. You told me you were different. And when they see us, act and fall apart and blow apart like they do, they just simply say, there's nothing different there. Now I know you say, that's, that's hard. I, I didn't, it's not hard if you're dwelling in that secret place. If you're, if you're finding that time, if you're taking that time, we got the time. Let's just forget that. We got the time. We'll start out in the mornings early begging God for His help during that day. He was a daily work. It was a demanding work. As you read the gospel, there was a constant demand on Jesus every day. Someone wrote this poem, I don't know, Mary had a little lamb. They grew up to be sheep. It joined the Baptist church and died from lack of sleep. I don't know who wrote that. <laughs> the reality, last week, as I, we went to a rest conference, and it was so good. Next year, I'll let you know when it is. And I'm going to really try to, you really need to go. It's, it's great. Last week, it was said, 1,500 ministers leave the ministry per month. Some because of moral failures. And that's a disgrace. Most because of burnout and stress. Most because of burnout and stress. It has been said 
We do not get tired of the work. We often get tired in the work. 2 Thessalonians 3, 13, But you, brethren, be not weary in well-doing. Galatians 6, 9, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap, if we faint not. Mark 6, 3, he said unto them, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place, and rest a while. For there were so many coming and going, that they had no leisure so much as to eat. Dr. Walter Wilson, he was a medical doctor before entering evangelism. He said 30 minutes of enthusiastic preaching equivalent to eight hours of work in the factory because it requires every part of the person. The work of God is exacting because the person's constantly giving. You that are stressed, if you'll stop and think just a little bit, it's because you're giving. You're just giving. You're just giving. You're giving. You're giving of yourself. You're giving of your time. You're just giving. Not, not, when we think about giving, we always think about money. Oh, no, no, no. That, there's a lot more than that. Giving of yourself. Giving of your time. Just giving. So there's a withdrawal that is so essential. In this snapshot of Jesus given by Mark... We see Jesus going from the throng, a large crowd, to the throne, present with the Father. He was a busy preaching, but he was never too busy to pray. He was busy. He was busy preaching, but he was never too busy to pray. Notice the practice of his withdrawal. And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. Verse 35, And in the morning, rising a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place. And there I prayed. It was his practice to get up early and steal away to pray. Someone has said, after living in a haze of earthly things, he pined for the clear atmosphere of heaven. No matter how busy, his habitual and continual draw to the mountain to pray. I like praying. On the mountain. I think about Daniel. Darius made that decree. For 30 days, no one could pray. Daniel 16, and when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went to his chamber and his windows being opened, his chamber toward Jerusalem. He knelt upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did a third time. It was a practice of Daniel to pray. Do you have a secret place of prayer? Do you realize that when you don't pray, when you, when you just, I'm too busy, 
or I'm too lazy, or I just don't believe God answers, and you don't pray, you're saying to this, got this, God. It's okay. 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 I got this today. I can handle it. I can handle it. And so God will just let you handle it until you get ready to blow a gasket and you can't handle it no more. Then you run to Him when you're sometimes in a mess and you don't have to be because it comes. Now trust me, I know what I'm talking about. You can get to the place that you think, I'm telling you, I can handle this by myself. I don't need Sunday night. I don't need, I got this. God can bring you to a place that you ain't got nothing. You just don't have nothing. It's humbling. It's humbling to have to be led to a car. It's more humbling and scary for your wife to have to drive you around everywhere. It is. It's humbling. It is, it's just humbling. Especially when you've done all the driving. I want you to understand you've got to have that place of withdrawal. You're, you're, look, you're talking to everybody else about your stress. Have you spent five minutes on your face saying, God, I'm going to leave it here and I'm not going to pick it up. I'm not going to worry about it. Ronnie, you've been here what, 11 years? First couple months? He's all stressed out. We ain't going to make it. I'm going to go back to work. We ain't going to make it. We ain't I said, get, get the checkbook. And we walked down, we come into the church. I said, put the checkbook on the altar. We put on. I said, son, this, God's in this. It's his business. It's his church. And we're going to leave it there. Uh, has God missed a payment in 11 years? No. We have to practice this withdrawal and getting along and saying, here it is. Here it is. You say, but I, I can't do that. Well, it'll kill you. You got to do that. Why? Why carry it? Because if you carry it, you won't sleep, you won't rest, it'll just, it'll just crack you. Sooner or later, the body can't handle it no more. It'll just collapse on you. There's a place. that was a place of his withdrawal. Can you imagine Jesus rising early in the morning? He awakes no one, slips out to the house, swiftly walks up a desert street in early morning, headed to a slope on one of the hills, kneeling and asking God for every need. Mark snapshot, we see Jesus going to the mountain. Someone said, I like to get on the mountain to pray, but it makes me feel closer to God. 
But the eighth reason Jesus went. He went on a mountain because it was a solitary place. Solitary means a lonesome place. Has the ideal though of being free from distractions. Mark adds that he went in the morning a great while before day. That was somewhere around between 3 and 6 a.m. How many of you know there is more than one 3 o'clock in a day? I ain't going to ask. <laughs> the truth is, he knew what it was to get up early in the morning and find that place. Now, he's, he's Son of God. He's God incarnate in flesh. He's God Almighty. And if Jesus felt a need to have that secret place of prayer, how much more reckon we need that secret place of prayer? Reckon how much more? Matthew 6, 6 says, But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou shut the door, pray to thy Father, which is in secret, and thy Father, which seeth it shall... A secret shall reward thee openly. The closet was not just a place. It was a solitary place. It was a place that he got separate from everything. Do you have a secret place of prayer? It doesn't have to be a closet. It can be your backyard. It can be anywhere that's a secret place. It can be your mountain to pray. I have a place that I go. I, I love going there. And I try to go often, often. And one of the reasons I like going there is I'm away from everything. There's no noise. And uh, it's most, a lot of times I can't get my cell phone. It, it's just a secret place of prayer. Notice the purpose. He was busy. He was busy. He was so busy. He was so, so busy. He had to have it. John Wesley said, I have so much to do today that I must spend at least four hours in prayer. Jesus was constantly given out. And a time with the Father was a time for Him to take in. I, I, this story was told last week by one of the preachers, and I loved it. A missionary employed a group of Africans to help him transport his belongings to a distant village. And he said they started out the first day, and man, they made, made great speed. They just, man, it was, it was amazing. Next day they got up and oh, they just made great speed. Everything he thought, man, I'm going to make my destination before I I expected. The third day, got up, said, okay. Everybody sat there. Nobody moved. He asked the interpreter, said, why why aren't they moving? And here was his answer. They're waiting for their souls to catch up with their bodies. They're waiting for their souls to catch up with their bodies. I love that. We often 
try to do the work of God without the God of the work. Work that is exacting, a withdrawal that is essential, but a worship that was edifying. See, something happens. Something happens when you have a secret place of prayer. You can start out with a time that you bring all your heartaches and all the load and all the stress and all the anguish and all the despair and lay down at his feet. But keep coming. Keep coming. Because there's going to be a time that you walk in and before you said anything, he's going to flood your soul. And you're going to say, oh my God, you're here today. You can't buy it. I can't explain it better than that. I, I really can't. I wish I could. I can just tell you that you sometimes you go and you say, God, are you sure you're out there? Or you bring all your needs. But then there's sometimes you go there and God says, I'm going to do the talking today. I want to say something to you. And He'll just squeeze your heart and you'll just weep. Not because you're sad. But because you're just full of joy, you said, My, I, I wasn't expecting that today. And it becomes so real. Usually, there's a battle ahead or a challenge ahead. And he'll remind you that you're he's so real. Have you ever prayed? Have you ever prayed and couldn't say a word? But said something far greater that God just been God. See, not only was Jesus going to God for his needs, but while he was there, he was worshiping in God's strength. Some of you are looking at me like, huh? What are you talking about? I'm sorry for you. I got good news. Find a secret place to pray and go every day. You'll know. You'll get it. You'll find out. One day I was at the chair. And I had a certain time I'd go in my office and I would pray. And one day in there, I mean, God just showed up in that office. And when I walked out, Everybody was gone. And I looked at my watch. I went in about 1 o'clock. I looked at my watch. It was 5 o'clock in the evening. I had been in there four hours. Nobody knocked on the door. Nobody come hunting for me. My, what a... I'll never forget that day. A worship that is edifying. See, there he prayed. We're a generation that's mostly concerned about the blessings of God 
what's in his hand. God, what you got to give me? God, give me something. Give me, give me, give me. But we've lost the art of knowing the God of the blessings. Oh, man, we know him. And his restoration. And notice something, Mark 1, 36. And Simon and they were with him, followed after him. In verse 37, and when they had found him, he went to the mountain, and when they found him, guess what? His day started all over again. How did he make it? How did he make it? He'd been in a secret place of prayer. I love, I'm finished with this story. Ralph Cushman says it so well. I met God in the morning when my day was at its best and His presence came like sunrise, like a glory in my breast. All day long the presence lingered. All day long He stayed with me. We sailed in perfect calmness o'er the troubled sea. Other ships were blown and battered. Other ships were sore distressed. But the winds that seemed to drive them brought to us a peace and rest. Then I thought of other mornings with a keen remorse of mine when I too had loosed the moorings with the presence left behind. So I think I know the secret. Run from many a troubled way. You must seek Him in the morning if you want Him throughout the day. Do you? I'm, I'm telling you, it's the greatest, greatest gift. The Lord had a secret place of prayer. I, I love this. I'm never going to be invited to the White House. Ain't going to happen. I'm never be invited to some great places. But the Lord says, you can have an audience with me at secret place of prayer. It makes You say, well, I, I don't know much. You don't have to know much. You say, well, I, I, I don't have to. You can come with no money. You can, it makes everybody, if you are saved, born again believer, you have the privilege to enter in to that secret place of prayer with a thrice holy God. Now the question comes, do we want that? I told you, I, I'm, I've lived, I pastor long enough to know some people like living in their drama. It'll, it'll kill you. I've lived in my share of drama. I'm not talking out. I'm not, I'm not, Say, I'm not, I'm not say, accusing you of anything. I'm not done myself. How many's a warrior? I'm a warrior. I don't think that woman's ever worried about a thing in her life. Amen. It drives me nuts. How many's it drive you nuts when the, your mate don't worry, but you're a warrior? I'm a warrior. I've always been a warrior. I'm a warrior. I, I just do that. You know? And, um, and it used to just make me so mad because I want you to worry like I'm worrying. That's the reason her hair is brown and mine's gray. <laughs> Amen. Oh, but the key is, 
Lord, I'm learning this. Church, church, can I just be about as transparent as I know how to be? I don't not do, always do this thing well. I have a tendency to, to get a hold of something and just worry it to death. Then when I'm plumb exhausted with it, I'll run to the secret place of prayer. And God said, I've been waiting on you to get here. I, I would have took care of this for you a long time ago if you just let me. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm worse, worse to that. If there's a problem, give me a piece of paper. I can figure out how to fix it. Oh, <laughs> fix it, man. But the reality is, there's so many things I don't have the answers for that I can't fix. So I run to the secret place of prayer. I'm not saying I do that well, but I am telling you this. I want to do it well. I want to have that secret place of prayer. Here tonight, do you need, do you need that secret place of prayer? So I'll stand to your feet, every head bowed and every eye closed.